You're listening to Jai Long, and this is Make Your Break, episode number 75. Today, I have wedding photographer from North Carolina, Ellie McKinney, and she is dropping some fire about the Enneagrams, talking about goal setting for 2021, using your Enneagrams, playing on your strengths, and not outsourcing your weaknesses, but knowing your weaknesses so you can work on those things, you can self-develop. And hey, it's just such an interesting conversation. There's so much good stuff there. So if you run a business, you're a creative entrepreneur, you're a wedding photographer, you're a designer, whoever it is, this stuff's going to really help. And just hearing us bounce between each other, talking about things at work, which is, you know, really is getting into your own flow, understanding how you work, work with other people, work in those relationships, how you can absolutely get so much more success if you are doubling down on what works and really knowing your weaknesses and how you can work on those things. So yes, Ellie is on the podcast finally. She reached out to me on DMs and she said afterwards that she's really scared of failure and she thought if she was reaching out to me, I could easily say no. And that for her would be failure. So I'm glad that I said yes. I'm glad I got her on the show because it's absolutely value packed. Hey, before we dive in as well, don't forget the six figure business map is almost open for enrollment 18th of January, 2021. So if you want a community of people to help you along the way to reach your goals in 2021, you want a business coach in your corner to help you with anything that you need. You want bi-monthly masterminds, get in a room with people that are achieving, doing amazing things then this is the place for you. Seriously, we have so many people in the group now. we got industry leaders in there. I don't want to do any name dropping, but we got some amazing, talented photographers in there. And we've got people that are just starting out in the industry and they're bringing so much as well. So very diverse group, so many people doing so many things. And we're going to have a launch party on the 18th of January. So head over to my website, jialong.co, get onto the wait list for it, and I'll email you out the details for the launch party. We're going to have guest speakers. We're going to do prizes. We're going to hire a venue. We're going to make it a bit of a big deal this year. So I want you to be part of it. Other than that, let's get straight into the show. Hey, so I'm here with Ellie right now, and we're going to talk about some really juicy stuff that uh, myself and herself passionate about talking about because as we're planning out a new year 2021 and I'm talking about goal setting this month and really driving that home I've got Ellie on the show so she can talk about enneagrams because she loves this stuff and and yeah how are you Ellie Jai, how are you? I'm so excited to be talking to you today and the fact that we get to have a conversation around enneagrams and goal setting. Yes, let's do it. Let's absolutely do it. Can you tell me what number you are? Yes, I think I already know yours as well, but I'm still going to ask. <laughs> I am a three and mm-hmm. I have a wing two. What about you? Well, before you ask me, can you explain what that is? So I want to know what that personality is. Yeah. Yeah. So for those of you who haven't heard or maybe you've heard and you're just not interested yet, Enneagrams are basically different personality types that define patterns in how we interact with one another in the world and then, you know, how we manage our emotions. Um, so for me, I'm a three, which means I, the category three is called the achiever. So 
what really drives me is getting to become an expert at my craft and making sure that I am setting myself up for success and always pushing for the next thing. And what my biggest fear would be under that category is failure. So those two things sort of go hand in hand. And what you'll see is through each Enneagram type, you're able to define some of your strengths and opportunities within those categories. That's so cool. So I'm an eight. And I don't actually really oh, know. Yeah, I don't really know too much. I don't know if you know much about eights. I do. My mom is an eight. <laughs> Tell I me. I love it. So I get along with eights really, really well. And now that you've said it out loud and I've listened to your podcast, I'm like, oh, this makes sense. Mm, so good. Everyone always um, does that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. It's it's cool how these things just all come together. But eights are very upfront. They don't want to hide much because they believe that honesty is key and they put it out there, their thoughts and guidance. And there's really no questioning with eights. You always know where they stand. So do you feel like that's true? Yeah, that's 100% me. Definitely. Always up front cool. with everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I love, love, love eights. Um, I get along with them really well. And so the cool thing is that a part of your Enneagram, you can find people who naturally based on their personality type can uplift you and push you in the right way. So that's another cool aspect. Mm. So what is the weaknesses of an eight? People can think you come off too upfront. Mm -hmm. So I <laughs> let me preface this with, I am not an Enneagram expert and I'm not certified by them or anything like that. But one thing that I love is digging into personality types and relating them to business. And so from a business perspective, an eight is really known to speak their mind as we talked about. So some people can say, well, they're being too harsh or they're not thinking of A, B, and C. And it's just because you're to the point and you mean what you say because you've experienced things that have led you in that direction. Yeah. I can say a lot of people find it hard to work with me because of that reason for sure. Yeah. So going forward, um, actually, and just one more thing I actually want to say is I don't know too much about it, but I know for some reason that everyone I talk to that I really get along with is a three. <laughs> and I just from listening to your podcast, I'm like, everyone go listen to him and, you know, what he talks about, because the thing is that the more that we can put the truth, so to speak, you know, since we're talking about AIDS out there, the more that we can grasp onto concepts really quickly, because the emotion can sometimes be put to the side just to talk about straight facts. And so threes really like that because we're always wanting to be on top, get to the next level. And so we don't want all the fluff. We just want to be able to hear what works, try it, make it our own and grow from there. So I could definitely see why threes are your people. Yeah, that's so cool. So moving forward, and we're going into 2021. And I know it's been really hard for a lot of people during 2020. It's been easy for some people. It's been hard for some people. You know, everyone's got a different story. Truly. And um, I was just thinking about like goal setting and the projects and stuff, because one thing that I want to say to the audience, of course, is if you have been running the last couple of years and, you know, you set goals and then they become hard or unachievable or you lose momentum or you don't hit them and then you become unmotivated, like all those things. Do you think like going forward, setting goals that best work towards your actual Enneagram is setting yourself up for success on those projects and really leaning into what your strengths are? I love that. And, you know, I think I might've heard this on a podcast from you. And it's something that I truly believe is that we are the only ones holding ourselves back. 
So yes, we can come up with all of these reasons as to why we can't get to next or why we're not hitting that income goal that we strive for, or, you know, all these excuses that we can come up with. But at the end of the day, if we're looking at self-awareness as a whole, right? Like the more that we know ourselves, the more that we can push ourselves to hit any goal that we put in front of us. And I understand some listeners are probably like, oh yeah, like you say that because again, I'm a three, I like to achieve. But there's really <laughs> some trueness and depth in that, that the more we know about ourselves, what our strengths are, you had an episode called Doubling Down and it was really about owning those strengths. And if that's what works for you, then that should be your focus. And the same thing with opportunities or weaknesses is that if it's not working for you, what can you change about it? Can you outsource? What are your options? Because if you're laying it out, then let's make a game plan on how to reach that goal with those things in mind. That's so cool. Over the last year, have you noticed that you've been doubling down on things that actually work, playing on your own strengths, and have you been getting results from that? Oh, absolutely. It's, you know, you hear these words and you listen to podcasts and you're inspired, but putting the work in will drive the results. And I, I try to talk about this all of the time. So, you know, if you're wanting to become a photographer full-time or you're wanting to start this business or you're in the middle of a business, but you find yourself wanting to pivot or, you know, transition into a different category, then it's really about making a go-to plan that is seamless because you have taken the time to be so self-aware that you know what has stopped you in the past and you're not going to let it stop you moving forward and then focusing on those strengths. And I think self-awareness just really brings overall happiness into our lives. Mm. too, you know, like we, we think about ourselves as business people, but if we're truly driving self-awareness rather than continuously comparing ourselves, we will find this new happiness level in what we're doing as well, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Could you tell us just one little thing that you've changed in the last 12 months where you've leaned more into, into your strengths and you've overcome a few things and it's actually directly helped you? Yes. Mine is personal connection and wanting to take relationships to the next level. And in my previous careers, I have been an executive in retail and I've always grown so fast because I am that achiever. And I'm like, what do I need to do to get to next? Um, and something that ended up holding me back a bit was because I always cared too much. I cared about the people who worked for me and I wanted to take the extra time to help their development. But what that meant for a retail industry is, hey, that's going to take you a while. Like, shouldn't we let this person go and fill somebody in that spot? And in the photography industry, I've realized like those connections and the time that I take with people and trying to relate to them is really what is driving my business. So I need to stop trying to be this like super out there, artistic, trendy photographer and really focus on those connections that I'm making because they're timeless and they're raw and real. And the more that I can make those, the more people will spread my name as a photographer. And so for me, I had to let go of trying to be that super artsy person and realize that I'm the photographer who connects. That's so cool. How cool does it feel when you're in your own flow and things just feel almost effortless once you sort of shed away 
the things that stop you or the things that bring you anxiety or the things that you're not the best at? Oh man, it's a different world. And that's why this conversation is so great to have with you right now, because we're taking back some of the layers, you know, of what's supposed to, what your job is supposed to be and and the role that you're supposed to fill as a photographer and taking a step back and really looking inward into what makes you stand out as an individual and relating that to your business. And the cool thing is Enneagrams, you take a test, like you can't say you don't no, right? Because you you answer the questions and it gives you results and not to put yourself in a box. So if you're if you're listening to this and you're like, "Well, I'm not in a category." No, believe me, I don't want you to be either. But what it does is it sets the tone to listen to how others perceive you. And while you might not or might not want to agree with everything it says, it helps start a direction. It helps you to find like your secret sauce or whatever it is that makes you you because it's on paper and you get to identify that in a really fun way. Yeah, that is so cool. Talking about weaknesses, I want to know a little bit more about that. So when you do this test, can you actually see what your weaknesses are and if you kind of feel like, you know, you resonate with it or you don't and you take it on board, does it really help with I don't know, like, I I guess like self-growth and understanding what doesn't work and then from there pivoting and changing and not concentrating on what doesn't work. Yes, this part is always the hardest. Thanksgiving, not this year, obviously with COVID, but last year I had everyone in my family take this test because it also helps you with personal relationships as well. Mm. But it was funny because you could see the reactions of the different personality types handling some of this feedback in different ways. And some were super open to it. Some were like, this test can't define me. And so so everybody (laughs) has their own reaction to feedback always. The cool thing is that you can be mad at this test if you want. That's fine. It's it's not going to get its feelings hurt back, but being able to hone in on what it is that's holding you back is such a cool feeling if you allow for that feedback. And so especially in my mentoring sessions, I really strive to make people think outside of themselves because we have to all realize that perception is reality. If someone else is feeling a certain way, then it's valid and it's real. And while it could have been a misunderstanding or something you'd do differently moving forward, it still has to be taken seriously to help you grow as an individual. And so this Enneagram test really lays out the guidelines of what it is that well, that's holding you back. And being able to take that, and for me, example, as a three, I have, each category has a fear. And so my main fear is failure. And whenever I realized that that was what was holding me back, and how silly is that to be afraid of fear? I mean, to be afraid of failure. It, it just, because I've been working on it for a year purposefully and continuously, the more silly it becomes because I realize that without taking these chances, I'm not even allowing myself to try. And so whenever it came to 
wanting to make an ad on social media for my business, but I was afraid nobody was going to like it or nobody was going to be into it. I outsourced and hired a marketing person to help me get over that fear by posting it for me. And to be able to say, Ellie, this is what's working. This is what is not working. We've really got to ramp up in this area. You could change this, this, and this. It really helped me step outside of myself and think, oh, the only way to grow my business is to let go of some of that fear. And so the really fun part is being able to see what's holding you back again, sort of on paper, because you took this quiz and it's telling you, hey, change your ways or find somebody who can help you do that. Again, Enneagram fours, this is the individualist category. So just as an example, they are, they want to be known as different. And so if they're a photographer, they are the photographer who is doing these like super neat out there artsy photos, the ones who I was trying to be. And the part that they struggle with is taking time outside of their art to focus on their communication, whether it be email communication or their processes and how to keep their clients updated, involved, excited. And so for them, hiring someone to help them copyright these emails or email templates, that is something that's super helpful to that personality type so that they can focus on what they're really good at, which is that art that makes them so different. Did you know optimizing the copy on your website can help allow your traffic to fall in love with your brand, get you a much higher conversion rate, and get you more traffic from search engines? I've been using Pepperstone Media for years, so I know what good copy can do. If this is one piece of the puzzle your business is lacking, I am giving you $100 US off a Pepperstorm copywriting package so you too can have killer copy that converts on your website. Just use the code MAKEYOURBREAK. For all the information, head over to jialong.co forward slash Pepperstorm. That's jialong.co forward slash Pepperstorm. Yeah, that's so cool. I was actually like just thinking about the weaknesses and stuff. One thing I want to say to the listeners is when you are triggered and you're annoyed at something, so if you do the test and you get annoyed at it, generally you get triggered when you resonate with that thing and you hate that thing. So that's when like when you want to do like self-development and self-growth, that's where you start. You start where, ooh, that's triggering, that's annoying, that's not me, I would never do that. Obviously, deep down, you must feel like that because you wouldn't be triggered otherwise. I actually just brought up the Enneagram eight weaknesses and I can read them out. Oh, love it. Yeah, there's there's four of them here. So being perceived as intimidating, tendency to disregard others' opinions, difficult following rules or orders, which is definitely me, taking charge when it isn't their place. (laughs) But one of the biggest weaknesses is, which is actually I read this and I thought it was hilarious. So Enneagram eights want to be in control and they love control. And what they fear the most is people controlling them. And I read this article Mm. where what happens with the Enneagram 8 is you, because you're in such control of everything, you end up controlling yourself and then you end up hating that. And so you create this fear around something that you create yourself. And I thought that was the most funny thing that I've ever seen because it's like, oh my God, like, so it's like this self fulfilling prophecy of the thing that I want to do, you end up doing it to yourself. And then like, holy moly, like what happens there? (laughs) There's definitely, yeah, there's some humor to be found in it. Like you just saying that out loud made me 
laugh. And it's because I can relate in reading my own. It's like, what do you mean you're afraid of failure? Like, if you don't even try, okay, have fun sitting there. I don't know. Like, why am I stopping myself? Um, And so while this, some of the feedback can be a little harsh to read at first, once you think about it and you realize how you're bringing it upon yourself is what I got from what you just said, Jai, right? Yeah. So it's, it's nice to know because the more self-aware you become, the more likely you are to see past that, change it, adapt, not let it stand in your way. Yeah. And I believe the best way and the best path to self-development, really unlocking yourself, unlocking your own potential and living your best life really does come down to knowing your weaknesses, understanding those. Because when someone tells me that they're are like, oh, you know, I, I don't like having client meetings. It gives me anxiety, but I do them because I know I'm supposed to. Or I don't like posting on Instagram, but I do it because I'm supposed to. And when you have these perceived things that you're supposed to do and you're going against what you want to do, like maybe you don't want to show up on Instagram and talk to your camera. Like maybe that's not you. Maybe you don't want to write big captions. Maybe that's not you. But when you see other people doing it and they enjoy that success, A lot of the times people don't realize that people that see the success, they play on their own strengths. So relating it back to something that I do is I love writing captions. I love connecting like that. So people will write to me saying, how do you write big captions? And for me, it's not something that I think twice about. I just love writing. Comes from whenever, wherever, wherever I'm inspired and I write it. And if that doesn't come for you, hey, find where your superpower is, where your flow is and start working towards those things because it's okay. There's tons of way, ways to create content and to level up your business, but, but moving and shifting your mindset towards what actually works for me, what got me results in the past, what brings me joy, what brings me happiness. Would you agree on that one? Oh man, that's gold. We should just replay that. The keys <laughs> replay the, those words. Keys to the castle. Yeah. Truly. And it's, it's something that it's going to take you time. Like if you're listening and you're just not sure what it is, I obviously recommend to take this test. It helps. But once you find that direction, put your efforts into it. And like he said, like Jai mentioned, it's, it's more than just trying to figure out what you're not good at. It's more than that. It's being able to understand it to a new level and to really bring what you're great at and play off of it, have fun with it. And, you know, like Jai mentioned in return for me, everybody asked me like how I got followers or what, how people know me or how I was giving somebody's mom a hug at at the end of a wedding. And it's like, well, that's, that's my thing. I am there to have fun with the bridal party. I want to photograph other couples who attended. I want to meet their little cousin, like whatever it is, that is what brings me the most joy. And so I make sure that that's part of my marketing, that that's who I am. And that's what I talk about in my captions. And so while these other things don't come naturally for me, like popping up in stories, even though I try all the time, I think Jai has such a good point that whatever it is that you're good at, really play off of it and make it your own to make those people attract to you naturally, because at the end of the day, that's what you'll be providing to its fullest extent. Yes, I absolutely love that. So interesting how we go through so much of life with anxiety and with holding ourselves back and not giving ourselves the permission to actually go towards what's really easy. And I say this to everyone I mentor as well, like whatever you're doing, 
Like you won't get major success in it until it feels so easy that it's almost criminal. And like to put Mm. that into perspective, right? Like if you're an amazing photographer and it's just effortless for you to show up to a wedding and you're just shooting and it's just so easy that you can't believe that you're getting paid for it. It's not easy for everybody. And that's why you're getting paid is because you're good at it and you're in the flow. And so it's important to find where your flow is and stick to those things because, man, it's so hard to go against your own flow and do things that are difficult just to, at, at ground level. And then you're trying to you know, fight your way at um, a higher level and you're trying to sell it and you're trying to do it full time, like whatever it is. But the truth is it probably will never become easy for you because it's going against your actual personality, your DNA and, and the way that you, that you perceive the world, I guess. Yes, especially it's just talking about it out loud. If you guys out there listening can relate to any piece of this, it's once you get to that spot, it's such a good feeling of knowing exactly what makes you great at it and how easy it can be. But before that, as you're working up towards that point, because you will get there if you're focused on becoming more self-aware, you can let go of some of these pieces that give you the most anxiety. I'll never forget one of my mentees was talking about photographing weddings and she just, that family photo moment really, I mean, sparked some anxiety. She's like, if I could just not do the family photo part because she didn't like being center of attention and yelling out names or, you know, things like that. And so I said, what if you didn't? What if you did not do that part if it drives so much anxiety? What if you hired that second photographer who was a true extrovert, outgoing, who loved getting everybody ready, making sure their smiles were genuine, their hands were in the right place, they were close enough to look like they love each other? Like, What if you hired that person with the intent of making up for what gave you the most anxiety to help you enjoy these wedding days so much more and generate the end result that your competitors are able to have because they do love that part Um, and just thinking outside of the box in that way. Love that. I love that, Ellie. I love that you. what you're saying is, hey, if you if that's not your strength, hey, hire someone that has that strength and then you become a superpower because now you've got both strengths, which is really cool. So yes. that leads me on to my next thing and that's relationships. So with relationships, I'm talking relationships with your friends, your family, but also with colleagues and people you work with and, and employees and your boss and things like that. I know for myself, I started a business not too long ago. Uh, it's a clothing label. And I got two other business partners. And so when I, fun. Yeah. And when I came into it, I had to tell them what my weaknesses were. And I had to pre-warn them that it's hard to work with me sometimes. Sometimes I could be have my opinions and it's my way or the highway. But I want you guys to know <laughs> that it's not it it is just me and I'm and I'm not being rude or anything, but you have to work around that and you have to put me in my place and tell me when I'm overstepping because that's just my personality. And I give people permission to work t- with that. And also just and setting those boundaries, letting people know that I know what my problem is and, I, and I'm working towards that. So w- do you believe like w- when you're working with people, or if you've got a second shooter or something like that, that it's beneficial for them to know what their Enneagram is and for you guys to actually talk about your strengths and weaknesses. So then you already know that like, you know, that person, maybe they're not comfortable with extroverted things, you know, communications, in-person meetings and things like that, or that person is really great with that and assigning people to the jobs that they best suit. 
there could not be anything just more perfect than to find how to define your partnership and to make sure, especially if you are the lead photographer or the boss, whatever it is, that you find people on your team who can help elevate your personality type and you the same to theirs. For an example, whenever I was hiring an associate photographer who I wanted to be at every wedding with me because every little detail on a wedding day, how we act, how we interact, the flow, if we're helping to lead the day, what that all looks like. And so I knew I wanted a team of just a few people who would always work with me because that communication, even as much as you communicate it, it doesn't really come to fruition until you are interacting on a regular basis. And so one of my things was I wanted to know Enneagrams as a part of finding this person. And for me, I don't need somebody loud. I don't know if you guys can tell, but I love talking. Like I don't need somebody to come and try to put on a show or anything like that. What I needed was that fly on the wall mentality. I needed an artist, a documentary style photographer, someone who, yes, while I'm making people laugh at me because I can be an idiot sometimes, photographing those laughs and really making it about the atmosphere, the environment of the wedding day when there's a location and there are flowers that are set up in a certain spot to make sure that they are captured in a beautiful artistic way that add to the overall atmosphere of the gallery. And so whenever we're thinking about you guys out there as business owners, you've got to be able to find yourself before you can find your right fits. And so whether Jai, it's your new fashion company that you have for apparel and you're looking for somebody in these different positions, if you could nail it down to where each person was specifically chosen to play off of your strengths and opportunities as far as balancing, absolutely, there's no doubt in my mind, will bring your business to a whole new level because you know exactly where you stand and what you need the most help with and you're hiring people for that specific reason. Yeah, I believe that. And even in business partners, you've got the Enneagram, but you've got other things as well. So one guy that I'm working with, Tony, he is a builder and I am a visionary. And I was reading this book the other day and I was talking about like the best partnership you could possibly have is a visionary and a builder. So then that way they keep each other in, in check. And so the builder will try and build whatever the visionary is trying to, trying to dream up, but the builder will be more realistic but without the visionary, the builder will be doing so much less because they don't see the big picture. And so I think it's mm. really important. Like imagine if you started a business and you had two visionaries or two builders, it'd be so hard to get something off the ground because you need one another to work together. So then you become a superpower more so than just trying to replicate yourself. You got someone to bounce off. And I think that's really important, to be honest. I love that, especially if you are a people person, but then you get so distracted with having those conversations that you lose grip of what you were actually supposed to be working on <laughs> or changing the other person's mind or whatever it is. Finding your opposite is actually something that could really strengthen your business. That's so neat. Yeah. Hey, so just to um, wrap things up here, Ellie, I want to know about you and what you're looking forward to. You said you're, you love achieving and you might even be an overachiever, probably like myself, <laughs> always, always looking for the next thing. 2021, like what right now is getting you so excited, like deep down, you know, in your gut that you're just like, man, I can't wait for this to happen or I'm pushing myself or 
I'm going to be stretching myself so far that I'm actually scared because, you know, failure is on the cards. That could happen. I want to know. I want to know. Oh, this is so juicy. Thanks for asking this because <laughs> it's that fear of failure where I'm like, oh, do I really have to talk about it? Like, can't we wait just like till I'm succeeding <laughs> and then we can review? Uh, but no, I am just stomping on that failure, right? Like I'm saying no failure. It's going down. This is going to be great. I am transitioning my business to uh, the education side. So I've taken baby steps. And as in baby steps, I mean, I have so many thoughts and ideas. I'm just like you, Jai. I'm I'm truly a visionary. And so I just released email templates for photographers. Uh, I'll be recording a online course, which is super scary and amazing to think about for me in the new year and really reshaping my business because what I've realized is that my strength is achieving. It is being able to set a goal and make it there. And so what I would love to do and what I'm going to change that sentence, actually, what I'm going to do <laughs> is create a space for other business owners and photographers to come to and for me to help them in certain categories, whether it's their email communication, client experience, those personal connections, and helping them realize that they can have certain things that are a part of their routine, whether it's automated or just a part of you know something they have to do on the calendar every week that can help them get to that next level. Um, just speaking to that artistic photographer and not really being that business-oriented person, I want to be able to give them the tools and resources to help them achieve because as much as I love achieving, I am ready to help others in a big, big way and make big impact moves to drive results in general. That is so cool. Hey, one thing I just thought about then was... If you're yeah. number four and you are more creative and maybe one of your weaknesses is that you are not striving for success in your business or to level up and things like that, then, and you don't have any business partners or anything, it makes so much sense to join forces with someone like yourself through online education or mentoring sessions or whatever to become that superpower because literally you're joining with someone that knows the things that you don't know or you don't flourish in or it's not your superpower. And then vice versa as well. So for yourself, like joining forces with someone that you know can creatively take some extra photos or design your website or like whatever it is, it's so important to always be collaborating with those people and bringing those people into your life. And for online educators, it's actually really, really important to make sure that you get along with their personality and they have the things that you don't have. So good. Such solid advice. Yeah. Where, where can we find you? Where can we come and say hi? And can we get in touch like through Instagram or something? Yes. So my Instagram is Ellie McKinney Photography. It's real long. I can't change it at this point. <laughs> Instagram won't let me. Uh, but no, Ellie McKinney Photography. And I am going to continue to post resources on there and just am excited for these next steps to be bringing things to a whole new level for people who are artistic and do not want to do as much of the business side. Ellie, thank you so much for jumping on my podcast, chatting with me today, bringing in your knowledge, different perspective and bringing so much value to my listeners. Big thank you from myself and from my listeners as well. Yes. Thank you for having me. It's been unreal. Love it. <laughs>